1: Welcome back to another episode of the final cast with your hosts, Matt, Brad, Brad, how are you today? I'm doing God. Oh God, that was, fucking, <laughs> that was weird. Um. Okay, I just lost all train of thought because <laughs>
2: that Satan was the point. I
1: know. Satan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have some oh, bad news for you guys tonight. I'm just joking. We don't. <laughs>
1: well ow, well we'll we'll leave that we'll, we'll shelf that for a little bit so brad you've had an eventful day because you were off today a, a, a rare friday off you went fishing I, a little bit how to how do uh,
2: not good i i had a oh yeah i had a half day yesterday too it, it was a slow slow week at work so i had like Monday today, half Thursday and all of today off. I went fishing today. Um only caught two fish. It was it was like 89 degrees, but the humidity was 26% and it was windy, so it didn't feel that bad. But I only caught two fish and it was tough out there. Man, it was tough.
1: Yeah, it's a swing. I mean, this week has been like really hot. Now next week is going back into like the 70s and low 80s. So, I mean, I feel like they're going to be a lot more on fire next week, but it's just so hot right now.
2: I hope so because, oh, dude, I threw literally the few three times that I fished this week. I threw everything at them. Like today today and Tuesday, I threw everything at them. So I, was, I got a hit on top water, lost the fish. Uh, I was throwing the evergreen shower blows um, through the tube. Through the chatterbait, through the naked seeker with the uh DeBro swim bait. Uh through a Ned Rig. Tried the uh J. Bros uh jester on the Ned Rig. Yep. That didn't even work. I caught one on a regular T R D on a Ned Rig, real tiny thing, like six inches. <laughs> but uh crankbait. Um Oh, Finesse finesse Jig. I caught one on uh, the Hoots
1: Jigs Finesse Jig that I got out of the Dark Horse box. It's always always the Finesse Jig is where it's at. Also, before we go too far into this, thanks to our sponsor, Dark Horse Tackle, the best subscription box that you can get on the market. Use Final Cast 5 off for $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior box. Fantastic box. Uh, I've got that Hoots Jig tied on. I'm pumped to throw that. um, It's cool, Jig. It looks awesome. I'm excited to throw it, leaving the comfort zone a little bit because I usually throw the Jig Masters. Um,
2: yeah. It's a lot smaller well, than the Jig Master one.
1: Well, it's a proper finesse jig. Like when you think finesse, you think small, you know, tiny little tiny jig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to throw it. Yeah. But yeah, I caught,
2: I, I went a few hours before catching a fish, and that was the one that hit first. Oh, oh, man, that sucks. What else? I,
1: I, it's got to be the weather. It just is what it is.
2: Yeah, well, and it's post-spawn, too. Like, every spot that I went to, I threw the fluke a lot, too. Um, Oh, and to top it off, I've been throwing the stupid dark corner glide bait lately. Nothing else was working with so I was like, I might as well just throw this to see if I can catch something. <laughs> that didn't even work. So, yeah, Um, what was I saying before that? Oh, it's post spawn. Every spot that I went to was like, I could see the bottom, like the water's clearing up and everything. Mm-hmm. No fish in sight other than red horse suckers and carp everywhere.
1: Uh, in all
2: the spots where we catch smallmouth. It's
1: mm, gross. Yeah. Just gross.
2: I was like, where did all the smallmouth go? This is crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're, they're hunkered down and recovering from spawning right now and i don't know i wish i still haven't been able to find a good post spawn spot like they'll start moving back yeah. into all the places we fish here in like a week or two but i want to know where they're going during post spawn on our in our stretches that we I fish because they've yeah. got to be there they're not like they're not swimming 20 miles south or north they're they're there still i just don't know where they're at
2: yeah like i even was casting mid-river uh the stretch that I, I fished today that you know of, there's big boulders in the middle of the river. I was casting at every one of those boulders thinking one might be just sitting there chilling, like recovering, like you said.
1: Nothing. I don't know. They're just. It's just weird. It's a weird pattern. This is always a tough time of year. Um, I think last year we got so frustrated at one point we went and started chasing greenfish just because we knew they'd bite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just around this time last year and we just started going to Greenfish that and the river is blown out cuz last year was a lot wetter than it is now. But yeah. uh it's
2: weird it was... Like like the river right now is it's clear but the water is like still stained. It's I don't um, know.
1: It's dating. It's weird, it's dude. I don't know it's what's good. going people, on
2: right now. It's just weird.
1: People pooping in it, so try that. <laughs> it's nasty. No, I'm just the hobos and crackheads, man. Hobos and crackheads. Surprisingly, they're not the same thing. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, yeah.
2: That's something I need to learn post-spawn
1: recovery. Oh, I thought you were saying to be a hobo. I was like, well. Oh, no. Well,
2: that that and uh, summer fishing. I suck at summer fishing, man. Justin's good
1: at it. I suck at yeah, it. Yeah, Justin's really good at it. I, I'm i not ter- – like, last year, I, I – could not catch fish like whenever we went out i never i think i got stunk skunked one time and it was right yeah. after a rain we were on we were at the gc and i got skunked but you got skunked the same like neither of us caught fish that day and the water was way up and we were like half the time we just had the boats tied to our belts because it was moving so <laughs> fast uh but yeah summer fishing i don't know man that jig masters finesse jig got me through the summer last year because if nothing yeah. else worked i just threw that and never caught everything it's great
2: yeah, I think I'm I started putting together a pattern last year uh, during the summer. It, it was more towards July. So I, I talked to Josh Shrinko cuz I was struggling last year and he said heads and tails of pools in the mornings and the evenings and then in between like if you find laydowns that are shaded in areas and deeper that's where they'll hang out during the day.
1: And that's where I was catching most of my fish off that finesse jig. Was just tossing into na- laydowns midday in shade. Yeah, and so it was wow. like you could you could fish a laydown in the sun all you wanted. There's nothing there. If there was something there, they weren't biting. But you go right across, literally thirty yards the opposite way, and there's a laydown in the shade. There's four or five fish sitting on it. Yeah. So
2: and my my buddy Will, he's real good at uh, fishing heads and tails of pools. Me, not so much. I don't know what the yeah. deal is
1: it's not it's not my forte I need mean, it that's something like, I need to work on this summer
2: like I don't I don't like fishing shallow and I when, you're hate fishing, it. when you're fishing when you're fishing heads of pools it's usually like the riffles it's shallow sometimes mm-hmm. you can get like deep tails of pools but most of the time on our river they're shallow
1: yeah it's it's just weird but it's something we can work on and try to get better at yep so so on this week's episode, we're going to talk about tackle storage options that we use while we're in the boats or while we're bank fishing, things along those lines. Um, there's there's a plethora of options, 47 bajillion different companies you can buy tackle boxes and bags from. But we're going to kind of talk about the system that we use. Um, it's taken a while to where I'm starting to finally get comfortable with what I'm using. Brad's been comfortable with what he's using. So we're, we're just going to kind of dive into it. Um, Brad, you want to start? You want me to start?
2: I want to hear about your uh, bag, your new seat bag yep. that you have.
1: Yep, that's immediately the first thing I'm going to go into. So Bonafide Fishing came out with a seat bag. They came out with a seat bag and a backpack. And I can't say enough about the seat bag. The backpack is, it's not bad. It's just a backpack, though. It's nothing, like, special. Um, see, you got it pulled you. up, can screen share? That's what I'm doing right now. Sweet. I should have had it ready, but I'll be honest, I didn't. So I'm
2: kind of interested in uh, checking this one out just because I have the Yak Gadget seat bag, and it it does its job, but there's a lot of compartments on this one. It's interesting.
1: There are. So this is the the sideline bag. It's a little little pricey. It's $90, um, but it is fantastic. So right on this bag, you can use it as a bank bag, which I typically do um, because you have the sling there. And right on here on the back, let's see if I can get the zoom in. So there's these two clips on each side, right there and then mm-hmm. right there. And it is designed to clip on the back of a bona fide or any seat. As you can see right oh, okay. here, it's it's clipped right to it. So it stays there. I mean, it stays there good. I mean, I, I trailer my kayak and it hasn't left my boat since I put it on. Um, other than when I'm like, if I leave the boat, like if we're traveling or something and it's out in the area, I don't really know. Then, yeah, I'll... I'll take it off just because i don't want somebody to just come over pop it off and steal it um (laughs) yeah the only thing i'm not a huge fan of i still for whatever reason cannot use 3500 size boxes (laughs) it just bugs me because they're so small yeah um but it's kind of a catch-22 if you use a 3700 box to go bigger it's got to be bulkier um but so what i use for mine i put my excuse me i put my boxes under the seat or in my battery box in the rear which is where it's at right now uh side note brad got my marine Co- or marinko plug so we can get that wired up um and i put them back there so in this compartment where you see these 23500 boxes which it does come with boxes they're brand is bona fide they're they're kind of cool um you can Pretty. Yep. I'll say Brad's got them. Cause I don't, I just can't do 3,500 boxes, but they, they're, they're nice boxes. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not super thin like the, like the Plano thins, but they're your standard tack standard tackle box with a waterproof ring on the inside. So water's not going to get in it. Um, but I use this section for plastics for the longest time. I was using like a money bag from uh bass Boss. mafia. One of those, yeah. One of those big clear bags for all my plastics. And I found when I have that much storage, I bring too much stuff. It's just how it is. I see all the space, and I'm like, I'm going to fill that with as much crap as I can. (laughs) And then I just bring too much, and then I'm annoyed I'm on the water because I can't find what I want because it's all in there. So in the back of this, I can fit, I want to say I have 15 packs of plastics in there, so I still have a ton in there. But it's kind of forced me to bring like colors i know is going to work and then a variety of shapes and sizes for different situations and scenarios uh but i mean i'm a huge fan of it it holds everything perfectly you can get it nice and organized and then brads already he talked about all the storage options so it's got a front pocket here which is it's a smaller pocket but it's good if you want to put a cell phone if you want to put your wallet you know, stuff back there. You can put it back there. It's got a side zipper pocket here, which is a fairly large pocket and it goes all the way down. And then it's got a place for your pliers right on the front, hmm. which is awesome because they're they're out of the way. They're not like, I don't have to go digging for them. And it has a clip for a retainer. So I can go back and I have them on a rogue strap, unstrap them with this hand, pull them out, do what I need to do with the fish and then go back and find it. I just use my finger, find it, push it in and then put the strap bug over it, and it's good to go.
2: So, yeah, they, they kind of made it for both kayaking and wade fishing because that'd be a nice thing to just keep on your back.
1: Oh, exactly. Like this, this bag is way more than just a kayak accessory, you can use it for just about everything. Um, I want to see if I can get a picture of the other is, side too. Is that the one
2: that has the rod holder on it, or is that the boat bag?
1: I believe that's the boat bag. This, I'll be honest, this might have a rod holder on it. I haven't done a ton of searching on it yet. Um, it also has this large front pocket right here which is, it's big enough to where I put my boat registration in it. I put a couple packs of hooks, uh, another spool of line for leader material, uh, uh, things along those lines. I have an extra pair of scissors and some sc- sunscreen and bug spray in there. And then it has a water bottle holder that is big enough to fit a standard Nalgene, which is
2: awesome. More, more people need to do that. I was just thinking about that when I was on my kayak the other day. Like there's nowhere to put Nalgene bottle because – Kayak companies do not mold their kayaks big enough for a water now bottle well, and it drives me nuts.
1: It's like they mold them for this, or like the yeah. old school skinny, skinny or a bottles can. or a can, which I'm um if you if you want to drink and be on the water, you do whatever you want to do. I think it's stupid, but yeah. you do whatever you want to do. I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, but a lot of guys, especially like us, we're going out for multiple hours one single water bottle or even two that's just something else i gotta put somewhere to get to while i'm on the water yeah to get me 32 ounces of water or i can just bring a nalgene that gets me 64 and it can still live there the whole time
2: yeah yeah man drives me nuts i got that you've seen my gallon water bottle that i bring with me it's that's even harder to put i don't know where to put that thing
1: well yeah that thing's a, a tank whenever we're driving anywhere it rolls around my front seat and dense my interior <laughs> things insane
2: hey but i drink that i drink one of those every
1: day well i mean that's great i'm happy that you're healthy but it it's, <laughs> it's beating it's beating up my front seat but but no this this bag is i'm i'm a huge fan i just added this to the system uh beginning of the year cuz that's when they launched they kind of teased them at uh uh i cast and then they Tease them a lot. I'm on Team Bonafide, so I got a little glimpses here and there, and I got to see them before they came out. And the second I saw them, I ordered this one and the backpack. Um, Which, like I said, the backpack's cool. I, I can bring that up too. It- it's a cool design. The colors and how they look are awesome. And they look really cool. This water, this fits a Nalgene on it. It has the same uh pliers on the back. There's no way to hook this to the seat. If you could hook this to the seat, it would be even cooler. But yeah, Probably These use thir- it, yeah, but this used 36 boxes. You can get three of them in there, which 36 is the smallest that I can deal with. I use this for bank fishing sometimes or just keeping in a truck. Um, the only thing I wish, and this is just me saying this, I wish this sideline bag, which is the backpack, which we're looking at right now. I wish I had a spot for a laptop just because like I'm going to use this bag when I travel, especially if I'm yeah. going on a plane. So I want to bring my laptop with me. It's got plenty of pockets for everything else, but it 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 doesn't have a laptop sleeve. Which again, it wasn't designed to do that. But I wish it had that because if it did that, this would be the only backpack I'd ever use. Period. Yeah,
2: heck, if it had a laptop sleeve, sleeve, you could pull it out while you're Wade fishing and check your Facebook.
1: I mean, there you go. I mean, you know, they haven't invented these things called phones yet. <laughs> but no, uh, but I mean, just just thinking because I was when I got it. It's a, it's intention which I can get a laptop to fit in there, uh, but I can't have the box. I can, but it'll scratch my laptop up, and that just annoys me. Um, but my thought process was this is going to be the travel bag. Sometimes for work, I'll travel to other other states, and I'll have a couple of days to fish here and there. And it would be nice to be able to take this with me. With I have a Saint Croix travel rod that I could bring with me. And just have everything I need right here. I could put a reel in there if, if I'm, you know, traveling by plane, I can put a reel in there. I can get my whole setup and then three boxes plus some plastics and then have all my other pockets. But it doesn't have that laptop sleeve. So that's the only thing. If it had that, winner, winner, chicken dinner. But it it doesn't. So yeah, that's the only con that I found. Other than that, it's a good backpack that now gene fits in it, which is again a big plus because a lot of backpacks don't have that feature. They always make them too skinny or. Not deep enough, or whatever. So, how
2: much is that backpack?
1: Uh, so the backpack, the only other con to it is the price. Uh, the backpack is one thirty nine.
2: Well, that's so, actually not bad c- compared to some other backpacks on the market.
1: It's not. Um, it, it's the one I would compare it to would be Plano makes a, a the Guide Series backpacks, which I've never are nice. Seen that one. Yeah, that one's, it's about the same price. It's not, I'm not saying the price is bad market-wise, and it's a good backpack. It just, it just irks me sometimes paying so much for stuff now. That's just me yeah. growing up in the 90s and early 2000s when you can get stuff and not, like, go to the breadlines lines right after. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just me. It's a really good backpack, though. It's, uh Cabela sells a backpack that is comparable to it. Um. And it's about the same price. So market share wise, yeah, it's fine. It, it, it It's right in that price point. The the sideline bag, the sling bag, this is, like I said, it's 89 bucks, but I think it's 100% worth it mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I've never had an issue with it. I like it. It, it does everything I need it to do. Um, and it's just overall nice. I'm just a fan of it. Does the bottom of the bag clip to the seat too? So it does not. Um, they does have a strap. It doesn't clip to the seat, but it does have a strap. You can put around the bottom of the seat so you can kind of tighten it on there. But what I do, so they have it showing the uh, biggest tip I'll say with this, get the bag for sure. They have the clips up here. So it's really high on the seat, which works. And I didn't get a whole lot of like bouncing movement or anything, but if you move these clips all the way down here and all the way down here, uh-huh. The bag slumps a little bit and kind of sits. At least in the RVR and the P one twenty seven, it kind of sits a little bit lower, and the bottom can't move because it kind of gets into like a little cubby. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And it works really well. I mean, I've, I've I'm a fan of it. When it's up that high, I don't you don't feel the clips when you lean back or anything. But I just like it being a little bit lower. I feel like it's more secure. Um, and I also don't use that bottom strap just because sometimes I just want to clip the bag off and go. I don't want to have to unclip stuff and do all that. I just yeah two pull tabs and you're done and you're on your way. Hey, you're starting to learn, man. Yep. Slowly but surely, I just need to... A, once I get the battery up front, man, it'll be down to... I've got... I'm, I'm ordering... Uh, we'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about that right now. We can go right into it. Um, but I'm going to order this if I can get my computer to not be psycho.
2: It's nice, though, because like the less, the less that you can set up... Before you get on the water and after you get off the water, makes your trip so much better. Because I know, I know, there's times where you're still setting up, and I'm already like ready to go. I'm like, well, all you're I have to do is take my rod. Yeah, I already t- took my rod sleeves off, put my paddle in, put my net down, hook the battery up, and I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, you're not wrong. It's, it's it, That's the biggest thing I've had to learn, especially because when, whenever, whenever you go anywhere, even if you're bank fishing, dude, you're, your heart's racing. You're ready to get your rods and get out there and just yeah. go. So you had a great idea with transporting because we transport with our uh, Newports on our boats, and they like to bounce around, which is why, at least why I lost my lift line. Uh, it's sheared away because it was bouncing around so much when I was on the highway but we have an NRS strap on it so we can literally travel with it back there and never have to take it out. Um, but one thing I've found is what takes me the longest. I have all my rods in a, uh, a Yakima rod box, which yeah. I'm fine with with suffering the extra five minutes to get those out because I feel confident with those being in there. I can keep it with me all the time. It's getting like my battery box out and getting my tackle boxes and And getting, so I've got to the point, I just leave it all in there, yeah. but I actually just ordered this, which this is a bona fides kind of right on it. And other companies, Yak Gadget has made stuff for other boats, but this is for the RVR and it's a four for 3,600 boxes right underneath the seat. I have one for the P127 and I like it and I can get it to work on the RVR, but it's a little kind of cramped because it's made for a wider seat and a wider boat they made it for this one and i am pumped for that i've already got four 3600 boxes they'll go right in there and they'll live there they'll be my four river boxes they'll never come out unless i have to restock them and we're good to go
2: yeah that's nice And, and you also have that strap on the rvr to where you can put your rod butts under the seat that storage seat and you can strap your rods in like i do on the deck
1: I can, yeah. And that's definitely something when I'll probably end up doing the only... So in my neighborhood, we've had... It, it's There's a, basically a group of teenagers who are going around trying to open people's doors all day. So I can't have my rods on my boat right. the night before, which is what I would want to do. But what I'm probably going to start doing is just get up 10 minutes earlier so I can take that 10 minutes, open my rod box, get the rods I'm going to use that day and put them on there. So when I get there, <clears throat> the joy of the... Uh, <clears throat> Um, sidekicks, which are the boondocks for the bona fides. All I got to do is put my life jacket on, get my paddle, and I'm off. Because now that I have the Marineco plug, my battery will be in the front. It's just putting it in there, strapping it in, and it's dropping the sidekicks and going right down in the water. There'll be no setting up. There'll be no taking the time to get it done. Yeah. Bing, bam, boom, over.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you'll, once you get that setup perfected, you'll be like, this is awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I'm going to get on the water quicker. Uh, and not not be so because sometimes you get I get frustrated just getting my stuff and having to move stuff. My back seat's like a apartment yeah. for most people because it's full of crap. So <laughs> it is um, crazy.
2: It's like a mountain of junk.
1: <laughs> it, it's a mountain of tackle and paddles <laughs> and other stuff. Um, but yeah, this is this is really cool that they made this to go underneath there. It kind of just simplifies it and it goes more into that RVR river kayak to where you have your boxes there. It's all contained and the plus with this it's a little bit smaller than the one for the p127 so you still have room to get your rod butts under there and your catch board which goes right there so yeah that's cool it works out really well
2: that's cool i like that i can't do that um
1: well i don't know when i get this one we're gonna i'm gonna try it on your crescent and see if it fits because it fits throw it right on there in call day
2: yeah it's just like the legs on the crescent are kind of weird because they're u-shaped
1: okay so i don't well, know these are just velcro
2: but it would be cool to, to have at least like two, two boxes <laughs> go into the seat. Cause right now I have the two thirty five hundred boxes I take on the river with me. I started putting them in that little bungee on the sides of the seat. It's kind of a pain because I have the, uh, uh, Yat gadget rod stagers right there, but I don't know. I kind of power through it, I guess. Just because I I like the boxes being right right beside me instead of in my seat bag because that's kind of a pain in the butt.
1: Yeah, and that's one reason why I I didn't even play around with using those thirty five hundreds is because whenever I have like I have a Yak gadget box, um, behind me, fantastic boxes. I'm not dogging it at all, but I put my battery in there and I have the smaller box because I I'm forcing myself not to bring my big box where I can get you know seven thin tackle boxes plus my battery so it's forced me to kind of focus in on what I want to bring Mm -hmm. um but I hate having to turn around especially on the river on lakes it doesn't bother me I'm not moving a whole lot I'm not having to fight current I can just kind of bob there for a second get what I need but on rivers a lot of the times there's not a whole lot of space spots you can just stop yeah and kind of not pay attention to what you're doing and when I turn around, it's constantly doing this. I'm turning around and looking back and turning around and looking back. And I always tend to need something right before a riffle. And I'm like having to do that crap. And <laughs> man, it just, it's annoying. So um, yeah, yeah, having the boxes underneath to where it's, I can still focus and just use a hand. I don't even have to look down and just pull a tab. I know these two are terminal and these two are blah, blah, blah. And I can just pull out what box I need, pull it up, put it right in my lap, do what I need to do and then put it right back under and call it day.
2: It's funny you mentioned that because I did that today. Right before a riffle, I had to get back in my seat because I was it took me a few minutes to like cut and retie a couple of rods and uh, I was trying to get so I put started putting my soft plastics in the Yak Gadget bag on the back of my seat. So I was trying to get back in there to find the plastic and I couldn't do it, so I had to turn around and then I ended up hitting the riffle back backward my motor was going Oh
1: man. <laughs> And I see yeah, <laughs> any way to simplify the process is what you know I really care about what I want to do. And that's that's the focus this year. Really narrowing down to bring four 3600 boxes in those containers and then my soft block plastics in the bona fide bag and calling it a day and not doing anything else.
2: Yeah. I need to find those. Uh you mentioned Dave Dave Omer did this on his kayak. He had those little pieces to where he ran the lines through. I still need to get a cleat for mine. And I I believe that line, that that thing you run the line through, it holds the – it has a cleat on it too. I still don't remember what they're called.
1: Are you talking about the things I told are on the back of the boat and the front of the boat that are like those angled pieces? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to – I need to actually – I'll just mention right after this and ask them Um, because I want to do those too. I want to put all my lines internal just to help. That's. I mean, to me, that also goes towards storage. Oh yeah, getting your lines, your lift lines, like with the Newport lift line, anti reverse line. If you get that all internal in the boat and not have to worry about anything being out there, you're not going to get anything stuck on anything. Yeah, which is what matters. So,
2: because that's another gripe I have with, especially with the motor, is like the lift line and the reverse line. I'm like, man, they just they get in the way, they get tangled. I actually had my knob go through the scupper hole. So when I was fishing on Tuesday, all you could hear. (laughs) all you can hear on the bottom of my kayak was uh, a little ball going yeah. when my motor was at like 80% throttle. I was like, what is doing that? Finally I got out and I saw the stupid handle.
1: And what also the thing with that is that leads to vibration and sound of the water, which will push fish away.
2: Exactly. Yep. So, nuts, man.
1: and it drives you nuts. So yeah, I mean it, it's line management's also a thing. Um, and there's plenty of products out there. We need to find out actually what that is. And we you know, your your setup's never I'll say it is never a hundred percent done. There's always gonna be stuff you'll change or want to move oh, around, yeah. or you know, oh well, I put all the lines internal, but I want it to come out here instead of here, and you you know, patch holes and redrill and all that fun crap. So
2: I, I've almost been fishing or kayak fishing for 10 years and like i've some some things like i uh, continue to use as i learn but there's still times where I'm like oh, i'm moving that there or i'm moving this here and uh what i'm getting to know like what i'm starting to like realize now is like my phone mount so i always thought my phone mount in the front of me sticking straight up would be like the best spot for it it's not cuz it gets in the way of me using the evergreen shower blows or the uh, jerk bait or any fluke, any, or I have to s- smack the rod like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I was actually, it's funny you bring that up, because in the P-127, it's always been on the left-hand side. That's where I put my phone. But on the RS, when I had the RS, it was in the middle, kind of like what you're talking about. And I thought the same thing. And typically, whenever I do a, a like a, a, a motion bait or something, I'm having to move, I'll stand up. But a lot of times you can't, and I found it was in the way. But in the RVR, I'm doing the same thing. Phone's going right there in the middle, and what's negative about that is it impacts me using the catchboard recess underneath the, my seat going out. The catchboard keeps hitting the phone mount, so I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm moving it another side, um, trying to figure out, and that's going to bring me down to. I probably won't bring a second set of rod stagers. I've got two rod stagers on there to where I can hold three and two more rods, five rods total. Yeah, and I really going to shape it up and just maybe bring four rods, three in the stagers, one on the deck, and put yeah. my phone out on the other side. And then you got to
2: worry about where you're putting your paddle too.
1: Yep. So, Cause... I mean, a lot, a lot of it goes into it. And it's all trial and error. It's going out and saying, well, this doesn't work. I need to fix this. And this doesn't work. I need to fix this. Stuff like that. Yeah.
2: But um, I don't know. The biggest thing for me right now is definitely the lines. We'll we'll see. Find out those pieces, and I might do that too.
1: So I'll do it right this second. That's while, a good idea. Yep. While I'm thinking about, because if I don't, I'll forget. Um, <laughs> but Brad, kind of walk us through, because I've done the back seat storage and under seat storage. Kind of walk us through what you do for your back storage. You've kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, just a little bit. Go, so go I, in depth a little bit with it.
2: I got the Yak Gadget seat bag. Um, I, I believe it's the small. No, it's the big one, right?
1: It's the big one. Yeah, you got the 3700 size.
2: Okay, but I use I use it for, well, I did use it for 3,500 boxes until recently. Like I said, I moved those to the side with the bungees that Crescent has on the sholey. Um started putting my soft plastics. like I have a very like limited selection of soft plastics I like to bring on the river. like I know what I like to throw when it comes to soft plastics. So I, I put all that stuff in the bag. I'll have scissors back there. Um, uh, pliers are in there. Extra uh, leader lines in there. I don't bring extra floor or anything. So if I screw up a reel or something, I'm just out of luck. But usually carry four rods. Actually, I took today. I brought five. Usually, I, I carry four though. Two on each side for my Yak gadget rod stagers, and then seat bag oh yeah seat bag so the yak gadget seat bag like it's nice but i wish I w- there there's something about it like the way it shuts you know what i mean Mm-hmm. like yeah
1: it's the it's that velcro like i really i liked the bag it was big enough to put everything you need to put in there yeah But I think it would be better if it was a zipper bag, which I understand why the cost would go up, and I I get where he's coming from. He wants to make something affordable, which is awesome. I'm all about that. All of Yak Gadget stuff, this isn't a dig at it at all. All of everything he makes is nine times out of ten. It is a ten out of ten. But the Velcro just, I I don't know. It just seems like it it doesn't hold it straight. It really kind of cavitates in the middle to where there's an open...
2: Yeah, once once you put your boxes in there, it's like the weight of the bottom of the bag like separates from the velcro and it just like it just doesn't shut right. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. But that's why I kind of want to look at the uh bonafide thing that you seat bag that you were talking about a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. It look I don't think it'd look weird on a Crescent or anything. Nobody's going to really notice. Bonafide no, I don't Crescent, think. That's weird. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, the two great companies. I think uh, it's it's it says it's only designed for bona fide seats. So maybe, I don't know if their seat tubing is a little bit bigger. We'll try mine on yours just to make sure it fits before, you know, you order one. Well, um,
2: you can always rig something up, too, I'm sure. Like, you could probably take those clips off and zip
1: tie it if you need to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it would be a big deal. Yeah. But... Other than that, I got my
2: batteries in the front hatch. I cut the front hatch out of my sholy when I first got it. That was that was funny too because I posted it in the Crescent owners group and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, somebody actually!" Yeah, did I know.
1: It. It's like the whole world <laughs> ended.
2: They were like, "Holy crap!" So I, I got like a ton of messages and comments. People are like, "So what'd you do? How'd you do it? Were you scared?" I'm like, "No, was scared."
1: Nah, and I started cutting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i mean actually i kind of want to cut it up even more because i i kind of was conservative on the lip i went two inches on the lip i probably go half an inch if i really wanted to but um i don't really store anything else in the front hatch other than that
1: yeah i mean you don't really your battery's pretty much the only thing that lives there um because you have your rods you know floating on the top because uh, Crescent is like the RVR to where you have a strap you can put your rods in and things.
2: Yeah, that's that strap's awesome. Rod saver, I love it.
1: Yeah, currently it's it holds my uh, uh net that just lives up there. I get it real tight and put it over there, and I have gone eighty on the highway and it's been fine. <laughs> uh, I've put my I've put my camera box. I got a Pelican box I use for cameras. I put that up there. It's it held has held that perfect, and it's gonna hold my battery up there. That's where it's gonna end up being. Um, you know know what i would
2: you know what i would do if i was you would would be to put velcro on the bottom of your battery and on the thing and then put put it down and then strap it on just for that's
1: actually what i plan to do i have uh i found i finally found it i've been looking for it for like a year and a half but i finally found i have three m marine velcro there you Um, go that's waterproof so i'm going to throw that on the bottom of the battery and on the boat so it has a really good seal and when that stuff's on there it doesn't like to ever come off oh yeah um and then I'll throw that strap over it just for a little bit of extra, just in case the boat flips. It doesn't want to, it has nowhere to go. Um, but the RVR has no internal storage, so I have accessory plates, which is great, in the front and the rear. So I'll be able to do everything that I need to do. It just has to all live on the boat.
2: Yeah, that's cool, man. You, you have your crate in the back, right?
1: As of right now, yeah. The second I get that underseat storage, the crate's going away. Yeah, I got gotcha.
2: you. I don't. I don't carry anything in my rear well, so I can't really talk about anything there. I, so I throw my lunchbox in there. That's it.
1: I'll well, say you put your lunchbox. You put that big uh, gallon water jug. Yeah. back there. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's more. Yours is more utilitarian. Like it's just whatever I need to go back there goes back there on whatever trip it is. Yeah. Um, which I'm super pumped to get to that. I'm excited to not have anything in that rear well. It's
2: nice not having anything I mean, back there.
1: I, I could finally bring a lunch because I don't have to – half the time I don't bring food, and I don't bring, like, my big jug of water because I have nowhere to put it. Yep. So now it just lives there. And when I get ticked off, a lure's not doing anything. I just throw it back there and hope it doesn't fall out of a scupper hole.
2: <laughs> I've had that happen before. Yeah. Hey, me- remember that time that you threw a uh, Jig Master's lure – the one that you borrowed and it like landed two feet short of my kayak and went into the water. Yeah,
1: and Dale Hollow. Yeah, I <laughs> felt so bad about that, man. That was and funny. it was it, it was like one of those like if, if you're out there just picturing your head the movies when they throw something and they both look at it as it slowly goes away and they look up at each other. We literally, I threw it at him. All I all I hear is, "Oh no!" And he reaches over and it hits the water. And this is like an ounce jig. And what's crazy? It didn't just like, like go to the depths of Dale Hollow. It it felt like it went super slow because I just watched it and I looked up at Brad and I was like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." I even, I think I just laughed. You did. You weren't mad about it or anything. You just laughed. But it was kind of
2: funny because you just tossed it. It's just like whoop, whoop,
1: yeah. I was so I was so ticked off.
2: Our luck. Like we weren't, we probably weren't catching anything that day. Our luck was the fish probably hit it on the way down.
1: We weren't. We were at Star Point, and every MLF boat and their mother was coming through there. And it probably did. It probably went down because we were in like twenty foot of water. It probably got to like fifteen foot, and someone was just like and just ate it. And it was probably a fourteen pound smallmouth New World record, (laughs) you know it's so stupid Uh-oh. but that was the same day that i mean that area had big fish it might not have been smallmouth and largemouth that was the same day i was doing that big glide bait and the monster musky came up and scared the crap out of me
2: yeah that was cool oh, i remember so you cool. saying that you're like oh crap i was like what? Yeah, what
1: dude i've i've told this story and i love telling it and i didn't even catch the fish Fishing this point i don't know how how do you remember how deep it was it was like 30 foot i mean it yeah kind of it decent was deep and i was throwing the big uh uh not the trace. It's draw. the sixth. The draw. The draw. I was throwing the big draw like two weeks after it came out. I ordered one, and I was throwing it out there. And I wasn't. Now we weren't catching anything that day, so I was like, I'm just gonna throw a big swim baits and see if I can find a follower and then follow it backwards, going and throw a Ned rig in or something. And I was throwing it. It got within two foot of the boat, and I just saw the biggest side. And we have muskie here. I've seen them. I've caught them. And this muskie was giant. And I just saw him like belly wake this bait. And I'm sitting there and I was looking down and I just saw it looked up. I was like, oh man. And I just yelled. And Brad was like, what? And I was like, big, big musky, big fish, big fish. And I kept, I started figure eighting. Like I stood up and I was figure eighting the bait. And I was sitting down, yeah. figure eighting the bait. And I was so annoyed at it. I wish it would have came back and crushed it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Dude, it was so cool just to see it. Yeah. Um, so, so when it comes to when we're on the boat, I'm pretty sure we both use the same boxes, which are the Plano Thins. Um,
2: I don't know if mine's the thin one, the ultra thin, I
1: think they're just regular. Yeah. So what I started using, so this is like your standard box, which this is a thin jig box, but it's a little bit thicker. So that's your close to your standard box with this side for the 3,700. Yeah. I have got to the point that I am pretty much solely using stupid Mike solely using this box, which is super thin comparatively.
2: Um yeah you, you see a little bit better I this way you have the thin one i don't
1: yeah and these boxes are the only negative with these plano thin boxes is they're expensive this is like 37 dollars per box it's like this is stupid cool. how much they were i lucked out man because i worked in a fishing department and i got them all on my discount and they were ridiculously cheap um but i pretty much solely use the thin boxes even the 3600s i got them all in thins and it's just so I have a little bit more room to play with and put more stuff um, and not have to worry about space really button up or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I use the 3500s
2: regular size. so
1: Which is about the same size as like a 3600 thin. I got a little bit more width to deal with, but you have more depth. Yeah. So in the situation going down to four boxes... I probably would say the normal size would be better because it's meant to fit four standard size boxes. So that depth would be nice because I can stack stuff on top of each other, especially crankbaits, things like that.
2: Yeah, in my box, I have uh, the shower blows and the Rico Suave stacked on top of each other. I couldn't do that in the thin.
1: And a jerk. No, there's no way. I was about to say, this box is a thin... It's got some miscellaneous top water, and there might be a couple of these that are small enough I could stack, but like a lot yeah. of these, I, I like see your standard. flat sides. Let me see. Are here. those crankbaits? Are those, uh, these are just crankbaits. So these are six cents crankbaits, but like these are stacked. These are a little bit larger crankbaits, but they're stacked on top of each other, and they bear, like I crush that when I close it. it yeah, pushes it I down. hate that. And it makes it hard to kind of snap it close and latch up. Like you have to do it like this and get it there. Um, so the standards would probably be better once I go to this new setup. But oh, we have a pause. We have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. One objective makes those standoffs, and they're through hole line guides. Huh? And they're only twenty five bucks for a pair. That's money. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm about to.
2: That's cool. But, uh, oh, so my box, hard bait box, well, it's hard bait slash jigs slash chatter baits. And then the other so box, box is, is like, just
1: a plethora of random crap.
2: Yeah. It, it's just stuff that like hard baits and jigs that I like to throw on the river. And then I have another box that's full of swim baits. So I got Kytex in there. I got the Joshies, uh, got a bunch of Joshies in there. <laughs> Well, you
1: have one box full of Joshies. That's all it is, right? It's just Joshies and some sled heads. Joshies, sled
2: heads, because that's what I like to throw with them. Uh, I got Kytex in there, like I said. I got a couple other baits that I haven't tried yet, but I want to, that I got from Jake Harshman. They're like goby-looking things on a Ned Rig. I
1: know what what you're talking about, those little goby-looking baits.
2: I think they're fit baits, I think, maybe.
1: F-I-T-G. Maybe I'm not super familiar with them. Um, that's another thing I want to do this year. We're just on all types of tangents. It's mostly just me, but I don't care. That's why another thing I want to do this year is really kind of step out and just start – I want to fish nothing but small business baits most of the year. I think that would be cool. You're essentially doing it because pretty much most of your tackle, other than like maybe Big Joshies, have been from Dark Horse Boxes. I've been – More hesitant. I've been using them, but I've been more hesitant to kind of leave my Mega Bass JDM stuff. And I think this year's the year I'm going to do it.
2: Hey, dude, use it all. But like I said, like when we were talking to Zach from Dark Horse, like I'm stocked up on a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of small business baits. I I kind of dig it, except for my soft plastics, which I forgot to mention that. I don't bring it out on the river with me, but when I'm on the lake or something, um, I have like this real deep, it's like three or four inches deep. It's a 3,700 box. There's no dividers in it or anything. I could throw all my soft plastic bags in there and close the lid and I'm good to go. So if I need anything, just reach through there and it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like uh, stacked on top of each other from front to back.
1: Yeah. So you you just want to look know it like a little uh, file cabinet? I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. You remember when I first started kite fishing? And I brought out that box of plastics. Uh, maybe I'll probably know when I see it. So this is what I used to put underneath my seat of my RS. Oh yeah, yeah. This big thing of plastics, and I'll be honest, man, I haven't been in here in a long time. Like it's got a bunch of Nico stuff. Some Joshies that we we're just talking about. it has got a bunch
2: of stuff. Hey, you can oh, there they are. an awesome river box. There we are, are.
1: Yeah, the black and blue bitters, man. Nice. I've been looking for those to go back on my uh, jackhammer. Yeah. Well, bitter
2: swim go. baits. Guys, check the bitter swim baits out. Those are some. I killed it in largemouth pre, uh, pre-spawn on the bitter swim bait this year.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. You were catching fish left and right on that bitters. Um, on,
2: on the underspin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, that's fun, dude.
1: Love it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we've covered – the only last thing I'm going to cover is spinner baits because spinnerbaits are one of those baits that can be a pain in the butt just to kind of oh, yeah. bring with you because you're either getting a box I – ha- I thought I had a box down here that was my spinnerbait box, but I think it's in the truck actually, which is not surprising. Um, but I use the Plano s- spinnerbait folder – I thought I had one of those down here too, but it's probably in the truck too. But it is a, basically it's the guide series. It has multiple sheets in it <clears throat> that you can put spinner baits in and it, it, it folds down. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh, it's like a, uh, not portfolio, but accordion. Kind of, kind of <laughs> spinner bait. It, it's like an organizer. I'm going to see if I can pull it up.
2: So, it's funny you mention this because I found one uh, when I went to uh, Cabela's recently, and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy it. Are you? Oh yeah, it's gonna be the perfect. It's exactly what I've been looking for for spinnerbaits.
1: Here it is. I found it. Well, look at look that up while I'm showing. Okay, I got it. Good.
2: Is that what you're looking at?
1: That one's the utility binder from Bash Pro, and that one's sick. Like, I kind of want one of those. Um, yeah, it's like it's a, a hard little bit case. smaller,
2: mm-hmm. and it's small,
1: it's a little bit smaller than what I have. Once, once, you, if you want to show that off a little bit, we can, and then I'll show you what the one I was talking about. Yeah, so and that's kind of why I like it is that first little I was trying to show with my uh, cursor, but I'm not on it. But that, that first little uh, pocket would be perfect just to put leader line in there, so it's another thing I don't have to reach behind me to get.
2: Yeah. But this thing, the reason why I want this thing is to store all my spinnerbaits in it. Because I I fish spinnerbaits a lot. And it'd be nice to have more than one or two options with me. Because like you said, spinnerbaits are hard to store and transport and stuff. Like Plano makes that big square rectangular spinnerbait box. I had one. I hated it. Yeah. So you need something that's collapsible and flat. And this would
1: do yeah, the big the spinnerbait box is super bulky, like it's good at organizing on your spinnerbaits, but that was designed for someone on a boat. It was not yeah. designed for anybody in kayak or even anyone bank fishing because it's not as wide as everything else, it's thin, but it's super deep for like a full-size half-ounce spinnerbait to fit in. Um, this is what I currently use, and I really I mean I like it, it's nice, it's a little bit bigger, but it's it's this box right or this thing. And it's got multiple pouches and pockets. So you can get two spinner baits for, well, you can get more than two, whatever you can fit in there. I've got three and a couple, but you have, if you want to do one per, yeah. there's 17 or 18 sheets of this in there. And you can put one spinner bait on each side, double sided of this. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. So you can bring a ton of spinner baits out with you if you really wanted to. It's not super big, like it's tall, but it's really thin. Um, Which you can see even open like that's when that's closed it's still super thin it fits just about perfect in anywhere that was designed for a like plano box or something on the side of a uh, a boat or down in a cubby or right next to your seat it fits out there fine Um, and it's easy just to kind of run through now that Bass Pro little uh, hard case that's that's pretty nice just for the fact that it's smaller and it's perfectly square and it's hard so it's not gonna want to like fold over on itself that's the only thing I find this one likes to do
2: yeah. Uh, yours, yours is like less than a size of a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's super thin, um, or not thin. Sorry, it's super like it's 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 like an eight by eleven. That's pretty yeah. much the height of it, and then it's probably I don't know, maybe the size of like a three hundred page book. Like it's Harry not Potter super. Book. It's not like no, those are way longer. Um, <laughs> Depends on which one. Well, that's true, but it's I would say it's about that big. So Brad's super used to this, this size and distance. Um, <laughs> it is. Let me get my magnifying glass out. Oh, Lord, God. Every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> Got to go on a scavenger hunt. Anyway, uh, I would say it's about an inch and a half. Maybe, maybe if I really stuffed everything into it, it'd be two inches uh, wide. So it fits everywhere. It's not super bulky. She said. Shut up. And it... Uh, <laughs> It's a nice thing. Now, it's $34.99. It's it's a little pricey uh, for what it is, because there's a lot of companies, third-party companies. Be honest, whenever you pay for it, pay for anything that says Plano on it. You're paying like $10 just for the name. Uh, They do make really nice stuff, but it's expensive. But I guess you get what you pay for. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's really... I mean, we could really go deep dive into all the different style of boxes we use for Terminal and all that stuff, but... They're out there. If you type in terminal box, we probably used it or are using it. I use the Plano terminal box. You just use a box. So I have
2: the calculus battle box.
1: I had that box too, and I don't use it anymore because it's too big. Yeah, it it's too it's, big it's, for the it's, kayak. It's a monstrous dude. Again, on a boat, I'd have four of them and be done. Like when I still had my boat, that's where all my terminal would be in because it comes with those little medicine tubes, and it's 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 well, awesome for organization, but it's just huge.
2: That's the the last thing I can hit on real quick. So I use I only keep out in my crate when I'm fishing the lakes. But if there's stuff that I want to bring with me to the river, like my Ned Rig, my Ned Rig hooks, uh, um, EWG hooks for a fluke or something like that, I'll take the separate tubes out and just throw it in the Yak Gadget bag.
1: Yeah, so I was doing that too, but then I got to the point I don't know it, it was bugging me cuz especially cuz it's behind the seat. So I'm having to like reach in there and feel four different tubes and pull two and be like, "Oh, wrong one. Put it back in there. Oh, that's the same one I just pulled out. Put it back." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um on the P127 when I'm again when I'm on Lakes, I'm the same way. I'll bring that box cuz it fits underneath the seat fine. I just leave it there. Um I can pull it out, pop it open, and I have them all labeled so I can see what I'm grabbing. So, um
2: I've always wanted to Work with John Thomas at Yacht Gadget to do like a river specific crate for this reason and have it to where it's like different from his boxes he has now, but have like a foam insert with holes cut out, like eight holes across the front, the size of those tubes where you can just slide them in.
1: That would be sick. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> need you text him like right after the show.
2: Well, I did before and he never texted me back, so
1: he's a busy man, man. Yeah. He's but, a busy man.
2: Oh, that'd be so cool. Like I have I ideas ideas for like a river specific crate and stuff too. Like there's a market for that.
1: There's a huge margin for that because a lot of your kayak guys, I mean, granted kayaking is ex- exploded and what everyone's using it for, but a ton of your kayak guys are still just river rats. It's what yeah. most of us are. I mean, I would, I don't go on lakes that often anymore. The The biggest lake you and me go on typically is either a trip once a year or to a lake. That's a puddle. I mean, it's not big. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're river rats. We that's We were already talking like we're not, Lakes are cool, but we're probably not going to go on another lake trip. We're going to be starting to go around our surrounding states and go on some rivers. So
2: Yeah, that sounds fun, man. We need to do I'm that. excited.
1: Oh, we're doing it. But... Thanks for listening to us, everybody. I appreciate it if You made it all the way to the end. Uh, another shout out again to dark horse tackle sponsor of the show. Use final cast five off to get $5 off your first monthly subscription box to the weekend warrior box, which is the best subscription box. We do unboxings. Feel free to go back, look at those. And uh, like always we're on Instagram, Brad Hicks fishing, Matt Satter's fishing, any questions or anything like that, or any show suggestions, anything you want to hear, feel free, hit us up, shoot us a message and uh, tight lines. Peace.